Yo, welcome to Alien Theories Theorizing. We're a bunch of like-minded individuals who just like to put out maximum effort and get ready for another power hour! Do we have music for that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I forgot. I played the wrong song. Here we go! There we go. That's how you start the show. That's the Woo! fucking yeah. 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 Ah. Oh, my lats are on fire right now. Yeah. Yeah. Feel that glue. Uh, yes. Oh, it's been so long since we've done a power hour. It's been like too long. God, too long. Goddamn pod week. I think was actually the last power hour. It was. So we decided we've we've all had a couple beers and we're like, you know what? It's about due time for another fucking power hour. It's peak summer. It's like fucking million degrees everywhere. Yeah. Listen, so. I'm pretty sure I'm still hungover from pod week, so <laughs> this is hard. One game of Dungeons and Dragons puts you down for Buddy, rolling nine ones, months. bro. Rolling ones, getting one stars, doing it all. Good time. Fuck yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm really excited to talk about Jeff, the talking mongoose. I, I am excited to hear this too. You've been talk, pumping this Jeff guy up for a long time. Listen, I got a fucking bone to pick too, because you want to know what they wanted to name this people? They wanted to name what? it Obscure Cryptids. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Ain't nothing obscure about Jeff, the talking mongoose, if you know what I mean. I've never heard of Jeff talking. We don't. Goose. We don't know what you mean. Because Jeff, Jeff is one hundred percent obscure. Well, we'll see. We'll see next time he takes home the fucking cryptid crutchathon championship. Is he? We're putting him in the ring for the next one, or I mean, he'll be a what dark horse for sure. I mean, yeah, whatever. dark like, horse. Yeah, buddy. buddy, put him up against any type of fucking snake, big, small, doesn't matter. Toast. If you put him in the Royal Rumble, then maybe like you know people will step over him. They might miss him. But he'd be like Rey Mysterio, <laughs> sneaky good, like six one nine in fuckers. You wouldn't see him coming. <laughs> All right, if you're okay, give us a little yeah. rundown. If you're of, just tuning uh, in, who the fuck is Jeff the Mongoose? Yeah, who's no, listen, Jeff this is not. This isn't good though. Why are we doing this for Power Hour? I've had way too much to drink already. That's why the, the, it was originally going to be. We know it's good. It was originally going to be cryptid, cryptids that were like weird cryptids, and then uh, who aren't you, obscure, and who then aren't he, obscure, and then you drank four, five, whatever drinks you got going. And then now it's devolved into Jeff the Talking Mongoose. And if we're done, yeah. we got time for more cryptids. The funny thing is that Andrew says he's an obscure cryptid, but I have 100% heard of Jeff the Mongoose. Like, that's probably one of the first weird kind of cryptids that I heard about when I was a kid, like reading through, you know, cryptid books and all that junk. But I've heard that of Jeff junk. the Mongoose when he was like, have you ever heard of Jeff the Talking Mongoose? I'm like, yeah. I have actually. I, like, I thought I you made him up. I thought he was making up. I thought no, you made him up. It's a real thing, dude. It's pretty common. Like we've already got a talking mongoose on this podcast. It's common. Yeah, you guys just don't know enough about it. I guess. Yeah. Well, let's hear. I want. Let's learn about him. Fill me in. Oh, I just dusted my fucking phone with vodka soda. <laughs> I've already speared, spilled beer on my keyboard, so you know it's a good a good night. This is a mess. <laughs> Right. So, Jeff the Talking Mongoose, where does this take place? You're wondering. I bet you that's exactly what you're wondering. So, the story takes place 
in the Isle of Man, which is an island located between Whoa. Ireland and Great Britain. What? Oh, Whoa. Sounds of Isle of Man. Flat on Isles. Yeah, Isle of Man. Buddy, Rutland Barbell should from. change their name. It should be the Isle of Gaines. <laughs> anyways. So you're probably already wondering. You're like, Isle of Man between Ireland and Great Britain. That doesn't really make a lot of sense for a fucking mongoose to be hanging out in Northern Europe. And that makes a lot of sense because mongooses are actually native to Southern Eurasia, Africa, the Middle East, a uh, little place that we like to call Lebanon. You know, get a yes, but what about minks? So, Dan, and other assorted smart shit after I'm done. Just, just you know, just, members just, of the Hesperidae family. Ixnay yeah, on the smart shit. Hey, save the smart <laughs> shit. The fucking guy who's a talking mongoose told me he's a mongoose. I'm gonna take him for his word. I'm gonna believe him. All right. So, anyways, so it put me down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Not looking into Manx, but. I guess it was extremely popular to bring in mongooses to, and it's not mongeese, it's mongooses. That's right. That's the real plural? That's the fucking way. That's the plural. It's not mongeese, it's mongooses. Um, To bring bring mongooses into these island climates who have invasive species, like in this case, in the Isle of Man, it was rabbits, right? They brought them into Hawaii too, but it actually like... The problem with mongoose or mongooses is, is they're opportunistic hunters, right? So they won't just come in there and take out the rabbits. They basically will feed on whatever the fuck is easy and convenient. Okay. So they themselves become invasive and like that's why they're So they're banned. lazy scavengers, that's what you're saying. You better fucking watch it, Dan. That's the second time <laughs> coming here with this mank shit. Lazy opportunistic. That's a fancy word. I mean, like rats. I mean, it's a fancy word for lazy. They're not in the rat family. Disrespect. Disrespect. You know what, Dan? You're being a real real, people. You're being a real buddy right now. Yeah. Hey, listen, buddy. How many fucking rats? How many rats do you see go toe to toe with a fucking cobra and win? Listen, friend. Zero. I mean, that cobra is already. What if I can find a video of a rat beating a cobra right now? Uh, kidding, I don't think so, man. Rat versus blast. cobra, buddy. As we know, rats couldn't even fucking <laughs> beat a pickle. <laughs> pickle beat the shit out of a bunch of rats. <laughs> Mother rat saves baby from snake. Yeah, it saves it, and it's a bitch ass snake. It's probably like a gardener snake. It's not no fucking cobra. Anyway, no. And what comes up is I get cobra versus rat snake. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, oh, anyway, you're off. You're off the anyways. hook. Mongoose it is. Continue. We're on the Isle of Man. All right. It's nine. It's uh, when is it? It's, it's September 1931 in the Isle of Man. Uh, story kind of revolves around the Irving family, family, which was a family of sheep farmers um, that lived in this area called the Dorish Kishin. Dan might have a better pronunciation of that. I don't fucking know. Nope. Sounds good. Um, the family consisted of the father, James, the mother, Margaret, and the daughter, Voiry. Now, there's a bunch of different ways to, re- to pronounce her name. Either way, it's a fucking weird name. Voiry. That's the one I kept, I kept coming back to. Sure. Voiry. Um, so, Voiry was an extremely isolated child. She lived, you know what I mean, by herself, didn't have any friends, and liked to keep to herself. And she did that shit on purpose. Um, one day, Voiry reported seeing this strange animal hanging around the chicken coop. And now when they finally were like, hey, what, what was this animal? They're like, kind of looked like a weasel, but not really like a weasel. It was yellow, weird. I've never really seen an animal like that. Definitely didn't look like a fucking rat, Dan. 
Okay, no rat. All right. Could look like a mink, though. I don't know. Mink. <laughs> mink. Rat versus mink. Like, it looks yeah, similar. Dude. Mongooses and minks actually do a lot of like, look alike. But I'm telling you what, you don't see any mongoose fucking coats because they can't catch them. They're too badass. So soon after noticing this mysterious weasel-like creature, the family started hearing these bizarre sta- sounds coming from their walls. And obviously at first they assumed like, okay, it's probably some type of rat or whatever. You know what I mean? So the dad, James, started setting up all these traps. And they'd put food in these traps and they'd notice that the food was missing. See traps? You know what I mean? But he wasn't setting out any of the traps. Kind of like the traps that are hanging out right fucking around Brain's neck there. You see those fucking things? No mice on those shoulders. Too many traps. Ooh. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so the food's missing from these traps and they're still hearing these noises. And like these noises are like nothing they've heard before. They, the, the dad kind of compares it to like the sounds of a baby crying. Like it's, you know what I mean? Super, it's super high pitch, weird. Um, they don't know what the fuck's going on. Traps aren't working. So one day the dad's like, okay, you know what? Maybe if I start making animal noises, I'll scare this fuck. thing out of the fucking Let walls. me tell you, f- fuck a weekend at Rutland Barbell, they'd be working. <laughs> Buddy, weekend at Rutland Barbell and all you'd have to do is flex at that fucking thing and it'd be running right yeah, out of there. Yeah, gone. Wouldn't want nothing to do with you. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> So he starts making these animal sounds to scare away this fucking whatever it is inside these walls. And all of a sudden he starts hearing whatever's in the walls mimicking exactly the noises he's making. And he's like, that's super fucking weird, right? What the hell could do that? So after a while, he tried talking to this fucking thing and started answering him. At first it was only mimicking. He would say the words he was saying and then it started answering his, like he'd ask a questions. Then it was, you know, all of a sudden starting to answer Answer the question he's asking. And now, you know, I know I might not look at it, but I actually come from a long, illustrious line of Irishmen. Okay? <laughs> so I like to try and think what this conversation would have fucking came as. You know what I mean? Like, what would this have sounded like? Papa, what is that? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Who does he fucking think he is? Whoa, listen. I'm Jeff. I'm just Jeff the Mongoose. Uh, it's not a big fucking deal. I'm just hanging out on your walls. It's t- a treat. It's not a big deal. He's talking uh. out of the wall. <laughs> well, I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but you're not living in my fucking walls rent free, all right, buddy? And that's it, because oh, it's a joke. Some Irish love cheap. That's, that's it. A good, <laughs> that's good, that's a good oh, Irish just, accent. I was just about to take, gotta, a, take a recline like, back. I thought we were streaming with Colin Farrell. God damn. Yeah. Oh, no, God. Colin Farrell, that was, that, that's my uh, Conor McGregor. Not great. That's what I thought. Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck does this guy think he is, huh? That's Colin Farrell. <laughs> that's is good. It? I thought it was Colin Farrell, too. <laughs> I mean, that's my Colin Farrell, obviously. Yeah, you could have just pulled guys. up a picture of Colin Farrell, put it on the screen, and everyone would have been like, "How'd they? How'd they get him on? How'd they get well, him you, on? Yeah, you don't think I already look like him? Fucking cloud dog. I'm pretty sure I look like him already, but it's fine. Whatever. No, apparently okay, so, I look like fucking Sucre from Prison Break. Who's uh? Okay, so who? <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking hammered already. Okay, um, so, so we got talking in the walls. Yeah, and then all of a right? sudden, it goes from mimicking these animal noises he's making to having full-blown fucking conversations with him. With the talking mongoose, there's a mongoose now talking out of his wa- out of the, the walls. walls. 
Yeah, he's talking to them now. He's able. He's he's picked up English, and now he's talking to them. And so they've noticed. Is he paying right off rent? Huh? Is he paying rent at, rent at this point? Or well, I'll fucking tell you what, Boyle. If he's not paying rent, he's gonna be on a fucking menu. I don't give a shit if he's a weasel. <laughs> the pro- it probably happened after the dad was like, "Stop copying me! Stop copying me! Yeah. I'm stupid. You're <laughs> I, stupid. I, I know what you are, but what am I?" <laughs> So, oh, you got me uh, a fucking gen. Uh, ah, yeah, you think you're, fucking, you think you're yeah, fucking God funny, don't you, boy? <laughs> Who do you think you're fucking? Who will fucking get you, you little fucking weasel? I'll <laughs> fight you for it. So, anyways, so once it started speaking English, they noticed that it kind of took in a little bit of a fancy to their daughter Voiri, and it only really liked talking to her. So they were kind of game plan. They're like, okay, it's weird. Why does this weirdo mongoose thing have a, you know, thing for a daughter? Let's move her because he seems to talk to her a lot in her room when she's by herself. So they attempt to move her. And then they hear coming from the walls. I'll follow her wherever you take her. And they're like, Oh, that's <laughs> fucking weird, man. That's like, that's, Dude, you know what I mean? And then Jeff's while a creep, <laughs> well, exactly. And then when, when that shit happened, he got poltergeisty and he paranormally activated a fucking pot <laughs> and smashed it against the wall. Right. Yeah. Jeff, like, Jeff did how, this. How the fuck? How the fuck do they know it's a mongoose at this point? Or are they just they hearing? Don't. They don't. They don't yet. Okay, no, so right now says, they're assuming this so is a ghost. So they're just going on Jeff's word that he's a mongoose. No, he hasn't even told me he's a mongoose yet. So right now, like in their he's head, just, there's, yeah. some, there's voice. voice. And they he's hear just, the yeah. fucking, they probably hear the little scurrying or whatever. The fucking little fucking mongoose noises. Just, yeah. You know, and then so the voice then began telling them that he was a ghost in the shape of a mongoose. And he would follow them even if they moved. No matter what the fuck they did, they signed on for life. You're getting paranormally activated by a fucking ghost mongoose. You're getting Jeff. <laughs> Jeff follows, okay. Jeff follows Jeff. you his whole life. Name fucking Jeff. So over the, several, uh, over the next several months, he became less threatening. He began telling them kind of about, you know, the story of his origin, where he's from. He introduced himself as Jeff, the talking mongoose, uh, he's, who is 85 years old and originally from India. Now, I know what you're thinking. A mongoose 85 years old, that's fucking crazy. Seems crazy. You know what I mean? yep. It's fine that he's fucking, it's fine that he's talking, but he's 85 years old. Get the fuck out of town. Mongoose has only lived to like maybe 20. Anyways. So Jeff told him, he's like, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a real mongoose. I'm not a ghost. I'm not a spirit. I'm just a fucking clever mongoose. I feel Get like he's all clever. up in this shit. Hey, listen, like this, he's clever as shit. He's clever as shit because apparently he knew several languages, including sign language. He loved he <laughs> sign loved. language. How does he, did he? Hey. Is that his claim, or did people? Yeah. He told them How, he doesn't he's have doing shit. Does he's got, he's he doesn't have this. enough fingers yeah, to do got sign thumbs? language. Hey, don't worry about it. Okay, and he loved Italian opera. <laughs> Would leave for several days. Going around the neighborhood, gathering up all this fucking hot goss, <clears throat> and coming back to the Irving's house and fucking dishing it. Let them know that Betty Joanne, fucking two doors down, is having an affair with the fucking milkman. Jeff the mongoose is filling them in. They know. Okay, so, so Jeff has Jeff has a uh, you know hankering for hot gossip that we know that now, and he speaks like several goss. languages. Um. So the news of Jeff the talking mongoose spread fast. You know what I mean? People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? You got to talk a mongoose? That's crazy. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> huh? What was that? Isn't that the same accent? That's my, that's my Colin Farrell. It's not as good. So within like a month of this experience, the local newspaper kind of caught on and was like, okay, hey, we got to fucking, 
You got to get on to this. You got to get no, a story. They're like, it's a slow news day. We need to yeah. put <laughs> you know what, there. Dan, it's fucking hilarious that you say that, but this is fucking 1931. Do you, can you not think of some other shit that should be in the newspaper around this time? Maybe some up and coming events coming from fucking Germany. Yeah. It's also, that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's hilarious. Isle, about man, this. what else is going on? It's fucking isolated from nowhere. <laughs> Middle of fucking nowhere. So all these reporters like, would show forget, up. Forget the Nazis. We got bigger fish yeah. to fly. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's news, just claiming man. the mongoose oh, have become clever. Who are you printing about this 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 tiny little cunt named Hitler? Like, no, I was talking about this Jeff the fucking mongoose. Like, yeah. the fucking right. We're not so, going to give that Hitler the time of day. So a bunch of reporters would stop by the house and be like, we want to get this. This is a fucking hot scoop. Forget fucking the Nazis. Forget Hitler. Forget World War fucking Jeff. Right on the brink. We got to get We got to get on this fucking story. About Jeff. Just Jeff. About, about Jeff. So these reporters would show up and no luck. Jeff's like, fuck these guys. I'm not talking to them. You know what I mean? It's not my thing. <laughs> the only time a reporter reported hearing anything to do with Jeff was when he was outside of the room and the only person in the room was Voiry. And he could see Voiry. And she was covering her mouth. And then he was reported hearing Jeff saying something along the lines of, I don't fucking trust those guys. I'm not talking to them. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> something along those lines. Okay. Oh, dude. Okay. I'm, sure that, so, I'm sure that's super accurate. I, it's fucking verbatim, like word for word. So word reached the National Laboratory of Psychological Research, who sent one of their representatives to investigate the situation, which this guy's name was Captain McDonald. Guy heads out there. Is he like a ship his, captain? Or is probably. <laughs> probably. Must be. So they sent him okay. over there, spends an entire fucking day trying to investigate this guy. Nothing. Nothing. You know what I mean? Doing all this stuff. Lighting the fucking candles, doing all the crazy shit, probably playing demon board or whatever you got to do. Got to do it. Summoning, got to exercise the demons. No luck. The wife, Martha, I think Margaret or Martha, Margaret decides to, you know, hey, did I got to go fucking, I got to go. What, what did you say? Say that name again. <laughs> say that name again. Dan, why are you laughing? You said you never watched that movie. Yeah, but you I said know you never watched part. it. I've never watched it, but I know about that. I know about that. <laughs> you secretly watched it. No, uh, I think I'll never watch that movie. In okay. anytime someone says Martha, that should be said right after Martha. Martha. <laughs> so, anyways, okay, it's wh- not Margaret. I got a question. Or it's not Martha. It's Margaret. When does uh, when does he turn violent? I know the story is turning violent. What, what happens? What happens with Jeff? He Marcus? doesn't. It, he only keeps it like poltergeisty, like throwing he knives, likes throwing shit, throwing yeah, knives, just like throwing shit. Okay. He throws a needle. Oh, okay. oh shit. Oh, yeah. oh, it's shit. violent. Crossing the line. So, anyway, so this Captain McDonald's like trying whatever he can do to try and summon fucking Jeff the talking mongoose. No dice. Margaret's like, hey, listen, I'm going to go get some fucking groceries. You know what I mean? Get some tea, whatever, some crumpets. We can give you a nice spread. Everything will be good. She leaves. And when she leaves is when fucking something goes down. Believe it or not. You hear fucking mongoose, <laughs> Jeff the mongoose radiating from the walls. Oh, don't come back. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, that's fucking, you know, that's bizarre. And then all the fucking dishes in the kitchen start shaking. And a pot, again, goes flying across the room and smashes. 
right? So for Captain McDonald's like, all right, maybe there's something going on here. Or maybe he's pretty <laughs> smart and was like, okay, somebody's missing from this fucking scenario. Obviously, something fishy is going on. So anyways, so Captain McDonald leaves for the day, comes back the next day, and James meets him at the door. And he's like, listen, I talked to Jeff, all right? He's willing to come to the fucking table, but, you know, he's asked for, he's got, he's got a few demands. Right? He wants you to provide Voiry with a brand new uh, gramophone. Whatever the fuck that is. That's, I think it's that's a record school. player. Like original record, record player. player yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's like, you provide the shit. You bring the shit. And Jeff's going to talk to you. All right. So you know what? He's like, all right. Seems like a fucking, seems like a fair trade. Let's do it. For a hot scoop. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair trade. Yeah. Fair trade. Same shit. Scoop. Exact same scenario. Doesn't say anything until somebody leaves the room. Somebody, Voyery goes upstairs and isn't seen. She's like, listen, hey, listen, Captain McDonald, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to go try and coax him out because he's scared of you. So she goes upstairs and all of a sudden, Jeff starts fucking, he's coming, he's coming, he's trying to listen to us. And that's all fucking Captain McDonald says. That concluded his visit. Right. So already you're like, this is kind of fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like nobody other than this family has witnessed or been able to talk to this guy. Right. Except the little, little girl. Suspicious. Well, and the, no, the parents claim to be able to talk to this guy too, oh, okay. but he's taken a fancy to the daughter. Right. So for the next fucking several years, they kind of keep cataloging their experiences with Jeff and keep messaging this Captain McDonald. And like they, you know what I mean? They start explaining, like they're starting to kind of have a bond with Jeff. Where did Jeff's teach? Where did Jeff Jeff's take shits? In the walls. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> He's a ghost. Yeah. He's fucking that house up, man. Oh yeah, man. Jeff. No, they do say that they found like mongoose urine and shit like that. But anyways, so they, over the next few years, they start cataloging all their fucking encounters with Jeff. And they explain that, you know what? He's actually become part of the family. He's a, you know what I mean? He's like family. It's Jeff. Fuck. It's Jeff. One of the boys. It's all good. And they keep messaging this captain McDonald, trying to get him to come back. All while this is going, Jeff, Mon Jeff, the talking mongoose has picked up more traction. He's gotten super popular and people like tourists are coming and trying to fucking like, they're trying to get in and take a tour and, you know, visit this mongoose and want to kind of get paranormally activated. Don't ask me why I punch a fucking people like Zell wanting to bring it on themselves. I don't understand it. Anytime there's it. ghosts around, you should try and make contact. If there's rumors of ghosts, yeah, because that or ain't works so so well. Anytime there's experience. anything supernatural, if you don't at least try and you know try and contact it, you're doing yourself a the, disservice. So, but the problem with this is it's like they live in this small town and the fucking, their fellow people that live in this town hate it. They're like, listen, you guys are fucking making a mockery of our town. You're bringing all these fucking tourists. We want nothing to do with this shit. Right. And the Irvings are like, Hey man, we're not profiting from this. We don't want them around. Right. Which is kind of weird. It's like, why would you, so if this is bullshit, if this is all some elaborate <clears throat> scheme, why not try and fucking monetize it somehow? Which they never did. Mm -hmm. How you like that, Dan? Put that in your pipe. So wait, if there's no mon <laughs> so if there's no monetization, you like you're that? more inclined to believe uh, it. Yeah, fucking well, that's buddy. What about the whole fucking Shermer or whatever his name case? Everybody's like, well, he never tried to sell it, so had to be real. <laughs> had to be legit. 
So I'm still waiting for the evil part of this guy. I know there's some evil shit coming. Dan or Zell, he's part of the family now. He's based. Listen to this way. Instead of Harry and the Henderson, you got fucking Jeff talking mom. So he's part of the family. He conned his way into living with this family. Yeah, he's your boy. Was he do uh, your boy Jeff? Your boy Jeff. Your boy Jeff just lives. Yeah, but this whole so this whole time they're still having all these reporters stop by. Jeff is not fucking with him. He doesn't want anything to do with these people. He's had like psychics. Everybody come by and try to talk to him. And the only time he talks is when there's a family member missing from the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's the twist I was waiting for. Ventriloquist. They're like, this lady's like, listen, like I'm, I came here all the way from South Africa. Right. I just really want to talk to you. Talk to me and I'll leave. And then Jeff, the Takamongus says back to us, I hope your propeller falls off your plane. That's the only thing she reports says. And then Captain McDonald reaches out again. He's like, listen, I'm going to fucking come back because I want to talk to Jeff the Mongoose, but I'm only coming back if Jeff fucking promises me. And the only thing Jeff promises is, if he comes back, the only thing I promise him is to smash his fucking windows. That's the only thing he says. Jeff the Mongoose is a spicy little shit. Sounds like it. (laughs) Jeff doesn't fuck around. No. Fucking don't step to Jeff. But... The one thing he does say is he says, okay, listen, listen, listen. I'm a good, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a prove to this guy I'm real. I'm going to tell him, I'm going to give him some fluff, some fur from my tail. Cause everybody knows mongooses have fluffy tails. So he takes off a bunch of his fucking fur. Pops it in Voyeur's hand. Then he gives like, him listen. a little sign language, a little double barrel as he fucking <laughs> slithers back <laughs> into the wall. With one of his like three fingers. Yeah, I know yeah. sign language. And he fucking <laughs> flips him the fucking bird. So Fuck. double barrels him. Yeah. Plops a fucking load of fur in his hand. No, he just pops up three fingers and he goes, read between the lines. <laughs> so McDonald mm. comes. Same shit. Doesn't say anything. Wants nothing to do with them. No big deal. But they take this fur and they're like, we're going to analyze this shit and see what's going on. <laughs> doesn't come back with a fucking mon- Doesn't come back as mongoose fur. It's not a squirrel. It's not a rat. It turns out it's dog hair from their sheep, the family sheep dog, Mona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Dude, that's so funny. Yeah. So... But like this is crazy. This this story caught on with like national news. This story. So the BBC picked this up, and the guy who wrote the story ended up getting attacked by somebody else in the media, being like, "This guy's fucking full of shit. Why is he writing stories about <laughs> Jeff the Talking Mongoose?" So the guy sues him for slander, and it ends up going all the way up to the prime minister and gets addressed by him. About so you the prime minister <laughs> has to address. Jeff the fucking mongoose. Yeah, and the guy who sued for slander ended up winning huge. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, you know what I mean? So we know we know this is obviously a real story. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm being it's convinced. obviously real. I mean, it is a real story. It actually happened. Like, What is it? It is It is a story. <laughs> yeah, and and it, it is real, and it actually happened, I'm saying. Is it a tulpa? Yeah. Is Jeff the talking mongoose a tulpa? Uh, of who? Are you asking me, like, what? <laughs> I'm saying, is he a tulpa? Did they did they manifest this fucking creature into existence? Are you asking this creature? No, that it sounds like did they did they put all their thoughts and hate and evilness? 
a creature that only communicates sludge. to visitors yeah. when one other family member is out of the room at a time. Yeah. I was just going to say, now, did Dan, I hear that wrong? Or was yeah. there actually always one family member out of the room? Every fu- or or the fucking daughter was covered her mouth. This is the greatest family prank ever pulled on society is what this is. Well, dude, maybe this like the problem with this is, is this like ruined this family? They all were like, no, we're sticking with this. They long played this so hard that it ruined all their lives. That voyery lady, she never got married. She fucking stayed in the town. She was the fucking crazy cat lady. Nobody wanted anything to do with her. And like they all Whoa. took it to their dead bat. Dead mean, bath. Dead bath. <laughs> <they're, laughs> they're all they're, dead bath. Yeah. They're. Uh, uh. <laughs> Deathbed. Deathbed. There we go. We found your photography. Deathbeds. They all took it to their deathbeds, if you know what I mean. They all okay? took it to their dead baths. Yeah. So, like, what do you think? Do you think maybe one oh, day the fuck. dad was like, listen, you better fucking go to bed or Jeff the Talking Mongoose is going to come for you. And it's just like a long played fucking dad joke. Well, here's the thing. Dan... Well, I don't know if it was when we were kind of looking into it. Didn't someone say, when we, like, in our group chat that... The the mom or the or the dad or the daughter was a ventriloquist. Well, that that's the that's one of the theories, or one of the mo- more prominent theories is that the the dad was a. Uh, it's the daughter. The reporters ended up saying that the daughter was a fucking talented ventriloquist, and that's why we're like when they when the one reporter witnessed her in the room when he was out of the room and they heard Jeff the mongoose and she was covering her mouth. That's what he thought she was doing. So it doesn't really, but well, so the whole thing doesn't really surprise me that this girl who potentially came up with her own story about this, her imaginary friend, Jeff the Mongoose, went on to be, you know, as you so eloquently put, a crazy cat lady. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, uh, generally isolated from the, the, the population, you know, not really interacting with other children. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really surprise me that that's how things kind of turned out. No. Someone's always out of I'm the just room. Just gonna say it. I'm 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 buying in. Jeff's real. It's a real deal. So where is he now? Na- where is he now? I don't see. Listen, I don't see any holes I mean, in the story at all. I see zero holes. Has he attached he's himself to a legit. different family? I mean, he was already 85 years old. I mean, wait, are you, dead by now. are you trying to say, Andrew, that maybe this is why you consider yourself? Part mongoose, like you. Do you have a Jeff? Because you're full of Are shit. You Jeff? <laughs> Listen, you Jeff Andrew, is this your way of telling us that you're Jeff the talking mongoose? All I'm saying, all I'm saying is this: this this mongoose claimed to be from, you know, India, which is pretty close to where my ancestry is from. And my other side of my ancestry, you know, it's from Ireland, which is also pretty close. Maybe I'm a descendant. Maybe Voyery and Jeff had a little thing going on. Like maybe you should work on know. work on your geography a bit, maybe, but maybe, maybe I'm a. What do you mean? Where, where am I off? Lebanon and India, not that close. Yeah, they're pretty fucking Le- close. Lebanon and Ireland. Uh, yeah, well, I'm saying the mongoose is from India, and Voyri is from Ireland, and those are the exact same. Fuck, so I'm half. You Irish, are trying to. Lebanese. You are trying to say that you are Jeff, the talking mongoose, and I'm a descendant. A descendant. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm a descendant. This makes sense. Right, as Zell checks was, out. I mean, yeah, sure. Zell is a direct descendant of Vlad the Impaler. I yeah. might be a descendant of Jeff the Talking People Mongoose. people keep saying on the stream that they can't. I'm translucent today, but on my screen, you I look pretty I, normal. To I me. look fine on my yeah, screen. Yeah, you look pretty normal. So I don't know what's I happening. I think what it is is what I can explain. This is is 
with COVID, you know, there's not a lot of people out and about, and Zell hasn't had his, you know, regular feeding. <laughs> Lack <so>. of feeds. <laughs> I mean, Zell, I would tell you to look in a mirror and make sure you look okay, but you wouldn't see anything anyways. Well, I, yeah, could see, I can see myself on the webcam, so I'm definitely not a vampire. Yeah. No. Well, no, you, what do you mean? Okay, just time to out with it. Just embrace it. We all know you are. It's fine. It's good. There's no evidence. It's rule one. Real one, rule one of being a vampire. You're not allowed to tell anyone. No evidence. Hey, <laughs> never can prove it. Hey, everybody wonders where Mr. Conspiracy went. <laughs> what? Yeah. We I think a lot of people wonder Am if Mr. I being, Conspiracy is even Are real. you saying I, I drained his blood? Is that what you just accused me of? Loosely? Maybe. Let's not, Maybe. Let's not even kid ourselves. If Zell bit into that guy, <laughs> Zell die. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine his blood would come out like the fucking can- cranberry from like the can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all just the big jelly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's all gelatinous and just like. Yeah. What's a power hour without talking about Mr. Conspiracy a little bit? I miss that guy. Yeah. When's he coming? We should get. We try and do something one day with him again. It's tough though. Yeah, he's out of town all the time now. And we try to do it the one time. With your two mics on the same system and it had the biggest delay. It was the fucking Ooh, worst. That was it rough. It was the worst. <laughs> what so. other obscure uh, cryptids? Zell, I know you wanted to get into some stuff. Uh, I don't understand why you're saying other because Jeff is definitely not obscure, but that's well. Fine. Sorry, I meant I meant once we sorry once we uh, once we finished with you know first round draft <laughs> the picks, famed Jeff the mongoose famed yeah we were gonna we were Thank gonna uh, fill up the rest of the hour. That Jeff couldn't fill with the rest of the filth cryptids that <laughs> put some respect on that name. All right. Well, yeah, I, I have something. I have a I dug deep and I found the true origin of Ogopogo. <clears throat> Ogopogo. It's nothing like you think. It's dark, sinister, full of death. But before that, I think we're gonna take maybe just a quick beer break. Woo! Ooh. I don't know if I need one, but let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Bitch. Yeah. Perfect. I actually drank myself out of beer. Last sip. This is my last one. I've got six more. Out <laughs> <laughs> <Atta> boy. <laughs> Anyways, oh, Dan, when can you come to Canada? We need another pod week so bad. When the border, when the borders open back up. No, but Dan's never to coming sneak back. You in. I'll sneak you in when, when my uh, when my um, an anatomically correct beaver costume comes in and I can swim across like Superior. <laughs> you should listen. You should tell them that you're Puck from Alpha Flight because you pretty much look just like them. That works. That would probably Seriously, work too. You do that would probably work too. Just tell them you're driving to Alaska and you're in. Yeah, it's the loophole. You're allowed <laughs> the loophole. Ha <laughs> ha, suckers. There's been a few people got now, caught and been ticketed, but. It's, uh, we were to, before the break, we were talking about just going to get into the origins of Ogopogo. For those of you who don't know, in Kelowna, British Columbia, in the Okanagan Valley, there's a huge lake. And in that lake, every, you know, ever since I was a kid, there's even a monument to it in City Park in Kelowna. It's a they monument? That, <laughs> is that what you're going to yeah, call it? A fucking a monument? monument? Yeah, pull up the picture. That's a fucking monument. Yeah, cool. pull up the picture. Yeah, I'll pull it up. All please right. pull up. Pull up please pull it up. Pogo, Pogo. Uh, the monument Definitely to Ogo Pogo. Right? It's 100% a hundred percent a monument. Yeah. Okay. What would you call it? A fucking 
toy for kids to fucking crawl on. Yeah, this one here. And graffiti. It's a place <laughs> for junkies to shit. <laughs> that is, that is a dignified monument if I've that, ever yeah. seen one. It's pretty dope, Thank actually. You, Dan. If you're if Thank you're watching if you're not watching on Patreon, uh it's a serpentine creature. They say between any, anywhere from 15 to 50 feet, depending on which account. A couple spikes on his back and sometimes referred to as kind of like a horse or goat head with some mild antlers. It's a... Wait, that's not the cool one, though. The cool one's the one that's in the bottom of the lake near the bridge. Yeah, that one is cool. That's fucking badass. Do you know about that one, Dan? Which with the statue? No, why, would the Dan, why would Dan, why would Dan know about, Dan know about it? I don't live there. Because it was on a fucking... It was on a show. Don't you remember that? I was on Mon- well. This one been on a couple shows actually. They had one. Well, Monster Quest came here in like 2011, right? And then one in the 80s. Uh, I can't remember what the show was, but that's what started Ogopogo, the lore. And I'll get to it after I tell my the terrifying origins of Ogopogo. Actually, lay it on us, though. Sure, we're ready. Okay, so my body, my a lot. Body's ready. A lot of people just claim Ogopogo is just a mythical beast in the sea or in the in the lake here but if you Fools. go if you go back Fools. i dug deep into colonial history and back in the first pioneers who set stepped foot into the okanagan valley home of the silix nation are for the first nations here were the silix people but in 1809 they were just pioneers and they actually grew to know the land through like the first nations and they're the ones that passed on the story of Ogopogo. 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 But actually, their Ogopogo, we'll get to in a bit, is actually not the real name. The real name is Nahahaitku. And that is the. Nahahaitku. That's what they called it. And it was the spirit or the demon of the lake, depending on who's doing the translation. So upon the first pioneers arriving in about 1809 due to the fur trade and eventually later to Gold Rush and then they started. So you're saying it's just a bunch of couriers de bois. Yeah, the original guys, yeah, just pioneers. <laughs> Holy exactly. fuck, buddy. <laughs> you pull that out of Social Studies 9 Couriers there, buddy? de bois. Buddy. Eight. <laughs> social Studies 8, bro. Wow, good for you. This, that's actually probably right yeah. around the same time as that, all that. Don't get me started on Louis Real, bud. Don't get me fucking started. <laughs> Anyways, wow. the first settlers, 1809, through a long and slow translation process fr- gathered from the First Nations that there was this creature who at that time, Nahahaitku, was the guardian of the lake. And the story goes that the first settlers, upon learning about this, you actually had to make an offering to the creature to pass across the lake. But the first pioneers did not know about this agreement. They did not get oh, the translation in fucked time. Up. Poor bastards. So as they the fir- as the first up. pre-Canadians portaged their canoes across the Great Okanagan Flats. Portage. Nice. <laughs> portage. Portage a 75 kilometer flat flat patch of land because there's no water here. It's a fucking desert except for the lake. They portaged it. They entered into the lake, the very first ones. They started paddling across the lake about 2.2 kilometers, about 1.1304 miles, Jesus. approximately. As they got it down, eh? As they paddled, they noticed the water around them start to swirl and bubble. 
with a serpentine shape surrounding their canoe. Oh shit. Boom, from, from below. Knocked off the canoe, two fly. The canoe tips, one lands on the canoe, he's, canoe, he's still floating. As he looks over his left shoulder, the first man is enveloped. Enveloped. <laughs> enveloped. Enveloped. Just enveloped. It was enveloped by a bubbling, like churning shut. water. Bastard. As he's seen the serpentine figure take the first man down. He quickly tried to right his canoe. As he looked over his right shoulder, his other friend, taken in a whirling wrath of water and bubble. He makes it across the other side where upon reaching the First Nations people of the area, the Silix. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> There's something yeah. in the water! This was when the, we told this you. Is when the origin Don't started. Don't go in the water! <laughs> Don't go in the water! Shoot her! <laughs> Shoot her! Clever girl. Anyway, anyway, since that very first encounter, the name of Nahaha Iktu slowly spread to other pioneers. And as, they, as the first settlement started in 1859 in Kelowna, British Columbia, people, the stories of Ogopogo, which now the settlers have started to call it through a actual English nursery rhyme of some weird kind, somehow it turned from Nahaha Iktu to Ogopogo. But at this, okay. at this time, people were so frightened of Ogopogo Thinking nah, that this this was right around the time the first paddle wheelers were starting, so no, oh. a lot of people at in the beginning of the settlement of Kelowna would not even travel in paddle wheelers for fear of being taken down by Nahaiktu. <sighs> they would patrol the waters with muskets and later rifles, looking for this creature. This is real oh, shit. Been here 32 years and never been in that lake once. So ever since the first two <laughs> ever since the first two deaths, no one had been taken. But as more and more people started to enter the water, the layer of Nahaiktu, one by one, people went missing. First, first a brother and sister on a canoe never came back. As their as their parents went to go look for them, they never came back. As the uncle of the of the children, the brother of the man. <laughs> he. This is funny, Andrew. He never sorry, came back. It's not a laughing matter. Poco, poco. The second brother, the, uh, the uncles of the other side, and the aunts, and all the cousins, slowly, one by one, were taken as they searched for Jesus. the rest. He's vengeful with these families, like. I got a fa- I got a feeling, O'Doyle, that your whole family's going down. These sightings continued of Ogopogo, the serpentine creature with a horse or goat head and sometimes antlers, continued until 1954 with the damming of the Okanagan Valley River System, which is actually part of the Columbia River System. Fun fact, I learned this. I learned this. This is some real shit right here. I have no idea. In 1954, they started building a whole bunch of dams so we would stop flooding the United States. <laughs> I, just, I just learned this the other day. We built all these dams, damming up the Columbia River. About 1954, and then later they were converted to hydroelectric. 
But ever since that waterway shut from the ocean, except for like small fish and salmon, there's been no further fatalities from Ogopogo or Naha Iktu. Ogopogo. It's mm. funny because you pretend like you just learned this, but we all know that you've been alive way before this shit. Yeah, but I didn't pay... And you've experienced it all. I, we know it. I didn't pay we any attention it. to this part of the world because there's no people here. So what Zell, you're, you're saying... you're fucking translucent, dude. What you're saying is that when you put up the dams from the ocean... The creature... There, the creature the must have been stuck. out from the lake. It must have not have lived in the lake. They're saying actually traveled the whole waterway so when they started building the dams it got trapped on the one side of the dam and now where my one week of research really put, hit, hit a brick wall is I could not get further down the chain of the Okanagan Valley into the states to get their records so I cannot confirm that casualties are still not happening below the dams I cannot confirm this I thought there was all these like hidden tunnels under Okanagan. That is another theory, but hard. To, it's just hard. To, I, I unfortunately could not find those secret maps. Well, you don't need to breathe. So why don't you just fucking swim down there and find the fucking tunnels? Anyways, that's the untold history of Ogopogo. Ogopogo. is the proper ner- term. You would know that because you were alive. By and now I will. Man, it's terrifying. And like, there's still like, even to this day, I mean, probably once a year, twice a year, you will get reports of someone having video of like, you know, an Ogopogo sighting or something. Um, it, it, and there's a lot of big shit in that lake, man. There's some big sturgeon and shit. And there's also a lot I've of dead se- bodies in that lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's also true. And. Like there's, I've seen, I've seen. Well, I don't know if it was a rogue wave or something, but I've definitely seen like a, that that like serpentine like look before in the water. So it's yeah, it was a log. Yeah, might it, maybe it was a log. Maybe all I'm saying, I've I've lived here 32 years, haven't been in a lake once. No chance. I'm not I'm not rolling the dice. And snatch you out of your canoe. Yeah, not rolling the dice. And now, a I don't know how to swim, and b I don't want to get fucking eaten. It's not worth it. Makes sense. Nothing to do with that. Well, now I'm going to tell you the real story of Ogopogo really quickly. <laughs> okay. The reason. This that- is all a lie until now. <laughs> <laughs> Take it at what you will. But the real reason people thought Nahaha Iktu was a man eating serpent fish is because sometimes the First Nations people, they actually refer to it as more of like a spiritual being, like the being of the water. And they would just because they respected the water and every, everything kind of had like a God figure, right? That, that was their God figure. But sometimes they would put like fish parts as like an offering, like the leftovers, but like just like metaphorically put it in there. And, but the Europeans seen this without knowing the language and that spun it off into this beast for a long time. Well, you mean fish parts? They didn't sacrifice people? As far as I could tell, they did not sacrifice any human beings to uh Lame. That kills it. And then in 1980, it was actually the, or no, 1929, the the first tourist board coined name Ogopogo, turning into more of like a fa- like fantastical beast, kind of like a Loch Ness monster. And then it's been like Kelowna's main tourism thing. So many people have come here; they've had shows look for it. But the main theory of of Ogopogo, besides like the native lore, is Braden said it. The waves at certain times in like spring and fall like the density of the water is like there's like really warm water on top and really cold water and it creates like a standing wave. <laughs> no joke. 
It's pretty. It's still cool though. Okapoko or not? Yeah, it's really cool. But look at Braden's face. I can't take it. This is this is what I came across. And then the standing wave will take a serpentine shape in the water, but it won't really move. It's just kind of like the currents, like two different like flows of water. And then it will dissipate over like the next 20 minutes. But if from a distance, it looks like fucking Ogopogo, big serpentine fish. How about, how about the fact that one side of the lake is fucking glass, smooth as fuck. The other side is like fucking crazy. Yeah, because that's where the secret tunnels come in. That's must be from though, the ocean. Right? We all notice that. You cross the bridge, Ogopogo you see. You look to your left and it's fucking garbage, crazy waves, nuts. Look, and then you look on the other side and it's I glass. saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and there is a large underwater tunnel system that goes through the planet and gets you to places in a very short amount of time. Could be. I'm not I'm not going to. And you saw this where? You saw this in the movie? I saw this. Or you saw it in real life? In the movie theater. In real life in the movie theater. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. I got just as much fucking facts that Ogopogu is a real thing that I do that fucking Bigfoot's real, that there's fucking aliens and any of that shit. Ali- so. Aliens is more believable. You got, got a lot more, well, you got a lot more stuff. There's more proof. There's, the government's not... Listen, the government's like... The government didn't come out last week and was like, oh, hey, just to let you guys know that we have uh, evidence of a giant serpent that's uh, living in a lake in Canada. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> that, though. They, they're like, they're like listen... We we might when I read that thing, it's like we might have this, but we might not have it. Look, take it for what Andrew, it is. you heard it from Zell. It's a major tourism pull. Why would they say that it, you know, doesn't exist? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, they, like, it's because it hasn't killed anyone since 1954, Dan. It's a lost because memory. they've tamed it. It's a lost. Here's the memory. thing, Zell. Here's the thing. All right, you say All that. Right? <laughs> but here's the thing there's been drownings in the lake well yes people drowned that's true Ogopogo was drowning them <laughs> they wrote them off as drownings yeah right they took the I know easy one of the people that drowned there's a- I know one of them and they were orange level at fucking swim lessons so they should have been able to they swim they should have been able to swim they should have been able to I didn't get my I orange. do hear they of did. a lot of people going missing in Kelowna has nothing to do is. with organized crime. It's all to do with Ogopogo. This is why you don't go nah. into water where you can't see the bottom. That's, dude, that's Okanagan Lake, though. You and can't they, see the bottom. Don't, they yeah, call Okanagan Lake the there. bottomless lake because there's so much sediment that they're like, I guess, I don't know, do they have a tape measure they just push down? I don't, I don't know how they... It's like a sonar, range depth that. finder. How about how about that show that came that we were talking about that fucking found the statue of the Ogopogo at the bottom of the lake? That's fucking crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. That's can you cool. pull up a picture of that, Zell? I don't think that's I can cool. find the under, underwater one. I bet you can. Well, my fucking Jamie from Joe Rogan. Yeah. That's why you just no, don't go in water. A fucking 15 million year old vampire. Yeah. I'm sure you can do it. Oh, shit. I found it. I lose, I lose my fucking <laughs> yeah, mind exactly. if I go anywhere wow. where there's you can't oh, wow. see the bottom. We he found it. Actually, I go nuts when it's like there's seaweed, like there's fucking plants. Like, oh, when it touches you? <laughs> I would shit my pants thing, if I saw that. That's pretty That's cool. That's a serpent head. There's the little, uh, that it? there's the statue terrifying. one. And that's a serpent head one. If you're not looking, it's, it, looks, it looks just like an Ogopogo, like a Gyarados from Pokemon. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, looks nothing like a Gyarados, actually. Uh, that's but pretty close. It does look like a sea monster. That looks nothing 
like Gyarados. What are you Gyarados. Yeah, have a look. That's got like a horse face. Gyarados does not have Dude, a horse he's face. got the little antlers and shit. What are you talking about? That looks nothing like Gyarados. Looks nothing like it's Gyarados. Fucking same creature. Like That's what Ogopogo is. Gyarados. Gyarados is flat faced. And some of these. Some of them's got more of a Zell is now, Zell is now pick, pulling up pictures of Gyarados. I am. <laughs> if you're listening to this. It's a awesome Listen. Pokemon if you have never played it way back in the it day. It is a good Pokemon. Or maybe still be playing it. I don't know. It's a ridiculous combination of both water and flying, which makes no sense. Makes no sense Listen, at all. O Ogopogo did not evolve from a Magikarp, okay? It's also true. We know this. There are no Magikarps in Okanagan Lake. <laughs> hey, last, my last quick point about Ogopogo. Last theory. Are there carps in there? No carps, no, but... Yeah, so, okay. Last uh, last theory, Ogopogo was a white sturgeon. And this actually makes a lot of sense because back in the 50s, they built the first floating bridge and the divers could have swore they seen sturgeon. But then in 50s... Those things are creepy looking. They no, are we have, crazy We have sturgeon looking. in our lake right now. No, there's no, there's never been one caught. What? Really? really? But th this is the theory is because the Okanagan Lake through the river system actually connects to the Columbia River, which is abundant of sturgeon. Before all the dam systems, it's very plausible that a sturgeon could have lived in the whole river system. But in that's fucked. I swear I've seen a sturgeon. But because they're cut, it's not a fast moving because they usually live in like a river, like a fast moving place. So they usually swim through a lake to get to the next river, or whatever. But because the dams happen, there's no more rivers. If they came to the lake, they would probably end up dying because of lack of food. So they Dude, think sturgeons look like cryptids, like those fucking dinosaur exact. fish. Like, fuck. and they're so long, right? They're so long that if it was swimming, they're huge. If it was they swimming, so big. if it was swimming on the surface, it would look serpentine because it's so long. By the time it swam, it kind of would look serpentine. So a lot of people think it was at a time sturgeon. Then they dammed the whole system, and then they died out, and then that has been the myth. But or he's Crazy. been eating people since 1809. Take it at you. I'm fucking. I swear I've seen a sturgeon before. They have giant, like, uh, must have been Oka, it must have been Ogopogo. No, I was standing on a dock one time. Oh, that's nah, a fucking giant do. fish swam under a fucking dock, and I ran away. Oh, swimming. they have huge, like, uh, bottom feeders. Ugh. Oh, whatever it was, like it was a giant catfish. Yeah, fucking shit my pants. Catfish are gross, too. Yeah, they freak me out. What about those fucking guys that catch them with their hands? Oh, uh, a noodling, noodling. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Those noodling bastards. I, I heard about that. I, like, shred on a guitar. Like, are you I thought that's when you catch me? it with your dick. <laughs> you look like somebody who catches fish with their dick right now. I fully believe that. With your <laughs> straight out um, of deliverance over here. Yeah, I've... Whoa. what's that? What's that noise? What what's that? going on? Hello, Skynet. Skynet. What happened? What was it? It's clicking. Interference. All right, well, Is it me? Is it could me? be me. I don't know. All right. Well, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I, I know we're coming up. It's power hour, so we, we don't have. No, let's keep going a little bit. Who cares? But, but I got one. <sighs> I got one. <sighs> this cryptid that I'm about to talk with. Zell, do you have any creepy music you can play in the background? Oh, you damn right I do. One second. Oh, fucking right. All right. Lay it on us. This is what I'm about to talk about. This is this is true. Everything <laughs> I'm about to tell you is true. Happened to a friend of a friend of yours? Nope. I'm waiting for the music to cue. <laughs> you don't hear it? It's going. I don't. Okay. I don't hear it. All right. So, 
I'll just take. I don't hear it, but maybe it's on the stream. I don't know. Okay, it's this cryptid that I'm about to talk about. We all know that there's been crazy experiments done, you know, with humans and animals making, you know, strange humanoids. Yeah, the island of Doctor Shivago. Yeah, yeah, right. Moreau, but whatever. And this, and this, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, the bridge over the River Kwai. Right, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, yeah, the uh, what I'm about to talk about here, this cryptid has been haunting and prowling and terrifying the state of Virginia for years. Every Halloween. You've heard of other humanoid cryptids such as Goatman and other man slash beasts, but none as terrifying as what haunts Virginia, especially around the Colchester Bridge every year around Halloween. And that is the humanoid that is known as the, you know, the most terrifying combination of human and any animal that I could possibly think of. Bunny man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not bunny man. <laughs> yes, bunny man. <laughs> That's exactly, you were right. That's what I'm talking about here. So That's terrifying. Do we need to take him? Should we take a moment? Everyone collect For themselves? For bunny man, I'm, I'm, so on, the edge of, I'm on the edge you of my seat. Your, just going to let your heart beat back in your, you know, Climb back in your chest. So like that this. Be good, that, that'd be a good matchup for Jeff the Mongoose. There's a. Uh, it's this one's this one's a good one. I like this because like, ha, it's it's a half urban legend, half cryptid. Because half the cryptids are like, this thing's a fucking half bunny, half man, fucking murdering people at this bridge. It comes out every Halloween and it <laughs> guts people like a rabbit. And then I'm like, Got some why would rabbit? a rabbit? Gut people like a rabbit. Like, is that like, is what's the difference? Like, I mean, what's the difference between gutting a rabbit and gutting a deer? Like, what I, I didn't understand that aspect of it, but I was like, all right, all right. I was sold on Bunny Man. So it, the, the rest of it didn't matter to me. That's fair. That's fair. So, <laughs> Bunny Man, you've got me. I'm done. Yeah. Like, that's it. I was hooked. I could overlook every other detail after Bunny Man. But there's uh there's been like you know there's been tales of brutal murders of like teenagers going to this bridge and getting their throat slit, right and gutted, um and every Halloween this thing comes out. Now yes. half the stories are of this cryptid in Virginia, which is funny because Dan's actually lives very close to this. Interesting. It is twenty minutes from where I live. Right, Dan. So how prevalent? Like how on a, on a daily basis? How concerned are you? About Bunny Man, not very. I grew like when I grew up, Bunny Man was a urban legend. When I grew up, like in high school, is probably the first time I heard about Bunny Man Bridge, and it's always been there. It's twenty minutes away. I know people who have been there and drove there to go look at it. Like it's, yeah, it's an urban legend. I don't know how much it classified it as a cryptid because I always, uh, from what I gathered. You know, now that you know, just remembering off the top of my head, it was always about like some sort of 
serial killer like it, yeah it's more like so that oh and that and th- no that is exactly right it's um it started with uh like in 1905 sometime a group of teenagers found a body hanging um on that bridge and then all of those teenagers were murdered afterwards having their throat slits and they had the long cuts out their abdomen gutted like a, a bunny and that was kind of where the urban legend or the cryptid started right and it's it's uh it he you know the bunny man usually attacks people in virginia halloween that's his all i'm saying that, all that's I'm where saying he comes right now. that's where he you know he, he you know that's Here's where he my question, to it. have you ever seen bunny man and dan in the same room fucking cracked it that's all I'm saying. Dan lives 20 minutes away. That's all I'm saying. Every one of us has getting outed as a cryptid. I started with the vampire. Now Dan is now Bunny Man. Andrew oh, is a mongoose. Talking fucking wall I've mongoose. I've seen Dan jump. He's got fucking hops for a little dude. <laughs> I don't have any bunny ears. Why you're always wearing hats. Oh, that's you're true. always wearing hats. hats. Big headphones. Know. Some people out. say this story is like of a humanoid, like some sort of half rabbit, half man experiment gone bad. But um, there is also like a more, um, you know, of that it's a escape mental patient who wears a rabbit suit. Uh, you know, and the story goes that, um, you know, police were searching for in the area after all these murders and they found a footprint in the mud and the footprint said, you'll never find me and you know it too. Signed Wait, that's the what the Bunny footprint man. said? <laughs> There was a note. Yes, it was in the footprint. The note was in what? the footprint. Dan. Wait, the note like, so like there was a piece of paper in the footprint that said that. All right, hold was on. Let me pull it up. Let me read a it. Hole. Was there a this hole is in the, the quote. ground? I will quote. It said, "As the police were still searching, they saw a footprint in the mud, and in the footprint it said, you will never find me. You know it too.' Signed, the Bunny Man. Listen." Okay. All you fucking have to do is take a wrong turn at Albuquerque, and you're gonna find that bastard. Now here, this is the weird thing, right? So now the weird thing about this one is, is that do, there is also like official police reports of like people being like um, in isolated areas and you know hanging out in their cars. You know, a couple t- couple teenagers making out at the 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 lookout. <laughs> Getting steamy. The make out point. And uh, someone will run up point and smash pleasure. smash a window. Smash a window and say, get out of here, you're trespassing. I'm going to kill you, right? Like, you're messing up my property. Get out of here right now. And, like, these people look and, like, see someone. And they see someone wearing what they think is a... They report to police a rabbit co- like a bunny costume. And it's oh, even gone man. so far as that, like, when these people go to the police, they're like, look. And there's a hatchet. In the backseat of the car. So it's like, there is some weird, like, weird bunny shit going on in Virginia. <laughs> some right? weird bunny, bunny shit. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, he's like a curmudgeon? He's like, get off my lawn, you Yeah, get out of, of here. Fucking get <laughs> you. I'm sick of your shit. You guys got any carrots? But <laughs> but there's been a couple, there's been a couple official, repe- like, police reports of people in rabbit suits harassing people with, a, like, with a hatchet or a machete. So it, Here's my it, question. How good are they at basketball? Would they be able to help us beat the aliens in Space Jam? The Monstars? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Probably not? No. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Fuck them then. We don't need them. 
So Dan, I, it surprised me, Dan. It, Dan, it surprised me that you haven't heard it. They, there's even a movie that's been convenient. made about Bunny Men called. I told you, uh, I was like, there's Dan. at least like one or two movies made about. Yeah, the there's Man. one it's called Bunny Man Massacre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, starring Maester Daniel. No. Yeah, the Bunny Man. <laughs> But that's written a, and that's directed a quick, by Maester Danny. There, there's like, there's not a like that. That one I was like looking into obscure. I was like, Bunny Man. I was like, this is the fucking dumbest shit I ever heard. I was like, that's like Goat Man that we had when we were growing up. Like, oh there's my like, god, there, there was yeah, a science a experiment. Movies that come across. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, when I'm always looking on the, uh, you know, bad horror movies, and it's like Bunny Man always comes across there. I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna watch that one. <laughs> I'm going to watch Velociraptor instead. Velocipaster. Or Velocipaster. Yeah. No, I try to. That's really bad. That's not even. It's not even good bad. (laughs) Yeah, no, it wasn't good. It was bad, bad. It's bad, bad. It wasn't. Dan, have you seen Rock and Roll Nightmare? Rock and Roll Nightmare? No. Yeah. Starring Vancouver, BC's own Thor. Oh, maybe. Oh, man. If you don't know who Thor is, you need to YouTube Thunder on the Tundra. Fucking (laughs) pounds. We'll play it on After Hours. It fucking rocks. Oh, yeah. Music. No, can't play it. Yeah. Yeah, but you can play it on After Hours, can't you? Uh, Yeah, maybe. Before we wrap this one up, Dan, did you have a quick one? What, a quick one? No, he's all clammed up now. You've outed him as Bunny Man. He wants nothing to do with it. He's done. He's actually quit the podcast Deflect. (laughs) Deflect. That's it. Yeah. Well, if I have to go through one real quick, I mean, I was like, what? I'm definitely not Bunny Man. The Big starters. Muddy. Welcome to the <laughs> oh, Big oh. Muddy Monster from Murfreesboro, Southern Illinois. Oh, so what the fuck, Dan? Ooh. I call you out, you call me out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when was the last time you were in Southern Illinois, Brayden? As a matter of fact, no comment. <laughs> you do look a bit muddy. I yeah. will say that. So uh, this 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 cryptid uh, comes Ugh. from is, is supported by a number of actual official police reports uh, that came from Murfreesboro Police Department, and the the sightings of this creature uh, span between the, the the ones that you will hear about uh, took place between June twenty fifth, June twenty sixth. 1973 and then also there are also sightings that span all the way into like 1991 uh there's a couple ones in 1976 uh the one that because i was a little concerned there because it was two days i was like oh that needs to be more than two days (laughs) so some people uh when they talk about this one the, the the report that they mostly talk about is the first report that came in just before midnight on june 25th and this report was filed by Randy Needham and Judy Johnson, who were dating at the time. And these two, this this story is like a setup for your classic like 1970s, 1950s, like horror movie. You know, two young teenagers out at makeout point. And then you fornicating. Get the, yep. Uh, you know, unmarried, uh, you know, unmarried teenagers getting into the, you know, nitty gritty and the theremin music comes in. Um, you know, you hear the, uh, they had parked near a dock on the Southwestern edge of Riverside park, uh, next to the woods. And now these two Randy Needham 
was not so much in the good graces of Judy Johnson's father. Like he strongly disapproved of Judy dating Randy, which uh, th- that comes into play later. So now they, while they were there, probably they're getting hot and heavy or whatever, doing what teenagers Ooh. do out of the makeout point. Uh, they heard this loud screaming sound from the wooded area and they observed what seemed to be some sort of large creature, which they approximated it being about seven feet tall. And this, from what they saw, this creature appeared to have some sort of light colored hair, uh, anywhere between white and gray and seemed to be matted with mud. So that kind of is where the name this, they just began calling it the big muddy monster and it was from what they could tell when they observed it they said it was walking on two legs and it was proceeding towards the car and so uh randy was like you know fuck this shit i'm out so they he starts the car doesn't spare any time fucking speeds off and they managed to make it to the police department at around what was it was nearly midnight according to the police reports and what what makes this report actually so uh, or lends credibility to ro- the report is that because Randy and Judy were together, like them rep- actually reporting this sighting exposed them. Right. They were kind of meeting in secret. It wasn't it wasn't so much like, you know, they, they put themselves at risk uh, to actually report this to the police. So. After they told this story to the police, you know, this fantastic story of this seven foot creature coming out out of the out of the lake or whatever, out of the woods near there, they, you know, two police officers went back with Randy to, you know, to kind of you know look for this monster to to search for it. Um, when they got there, they they searched this area with flashlights and they spotted these these tracks what seemed to be tracks in the mud which were about three to four inches deep and about 12 inches long um now when you when you look at these pictures they have these actual pictures on the internet if you search it murfreesboro muddy monster they have the actual pictures from the uh police report and when you look at them some of them look a little bit like I don't know. When I look at them, they look kind of like claw marks. They look like maybe one large, large or three large claws kind of digging into the mud in the side of a, a lake bank or, or whatever. Um, but when they got there, it was about two in the morning while these officers were searching the area. And even while they were searching the area, they heard this sound. They heard this screaming coming from the woods near the lake again. And Randy was with them. Uh, with the officers and he said that's it that's the thing oh shit and they ran All back I'm saying they said they ran this is why I pr- this is why I practice abstinence <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's why that's what this is why they ran and then they ran back to the cars they said they ran back to the cars and they kind of just spotlighted the whole area just waiting for people to kind of show up and you know if they could you know get out of there but after that they didn't seem to be seeing anything after that now the very next evening uh the police were called out again to a place uh in called westwood hills which was near this area in the same area same 
jurisdiction is the Murfreesboro police. And they got another report that two teenagers who were sitting on the back porch had spotted another tall, white-haired, hairy creature in the field just at the edge of the woods near their property. So the officers who actually responded to the call said they went and looked and they talked to some of the, at least um, one of the children who had been there and who had sighted this thing saying they had seen something at the edge of the woods and that it had traveled down the footpath through the bushes and Jeez. it was gone. Nope. You know, that. Fucking Yeti. Uh, they called in uh, Jerry Nellis who is a member uh, or an officer of the Carbondale Police Department at the time. And he was a trained dog handler. And he actually brought a, a tracking dog who was a German shepherd uh, trained to, as an attack dog and tracking dog. And they said that they, they brought the dog and it tracked the scent of this creature, whatever it was. You know, um, they, they also remarked on some kind of scene, kind of uh, like a black slimy substance on like some of the trees and some of the bushes in the area. And they said that when this dog got to a, their uh, track descent to, to a barn. Um, but once they got to the barn, the dog wouldn't go inside. Yeah. Uh, neither would I. Hell no. <laughs> Fuck that. The dog's oh, this guy's like, not even. He's not even getting paid. Yeah, yeah. The dog's you know like, I mean? like you go in. This dog probably there's not enough dogs. Scooby snacks in the world. Ex- exactly. To go I was like, he's probably there. not getting Scooby snacks. <laughs> bro, <laughs> fuck, not happening, bro. Fuck that. So now, two months. Well, the next month, July seventh, nineteen seventy-three. Right? These these other ones took place in June twenty-fifth and twenty-sixth. In the next, very next month, the Murfreesboro Police Department got another call from Bert, a citizen, Bert Miller, who is the owner of Miller Carnival, who operated out of the area. Now, he had actually flagged down police officers to make a report. He reported that at two in the morning that day, uh, a couple of his workers, his employees, had cited this mysterious some type of creature right and miller had actually hesitated to report the 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 event because of course like you know any good horror movie would start out he feared losing customers that day don't tell anybody about it or nobody will come to the it's like fucking jaws three like (laughs) yeah the mayor we can't close the beaches we need these people fucking playing skeetball right (laughs) Don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> fucking set. Like, these are just classic setups for fucking horror movies. Like I just like you watch this. So like this is this is real horror movie stuff. So uh, it, you know he recounted to police officers that at uh, two in the morning, four of his employees had heard uh, some of the ponies that they had had that they owned the carnival owned uh, making a t- making a ruckus and attempting to pull free from their. Uh, where they had been tied, like a couple trees and bushes where they had been tied out uh, near the, the outskirts of the, the carnival trucks and stuff on the backside of the where, where they operated. Now, when the mer- the workers moved around to see what was going on, what was making the disturbance uh, around these carnival trucks, 
they reported seeing some type of creature that they described to be about seven to eight feet tall with light brown and hair muddy. all over the body. Muddy as shit. Muddy. Just muddy everywhere. Like, we're talking toxic Avenger fucking muddy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they estimated this being thing weighing about muddy. 300 to 400 pounds. <laughs> uh, one, th- one curious thing that they did remark about was that this creature seemed to be interested with the ponies. Like, it, it seemed to be curious about these ponies. Just kind of looking Weirdo. at them or whatever. Yeah, fucking weird. Guy's been to too many fucking pony shows. <laughs> yeah. So the, the word, but the thing is though, uh, if you go and look at some uh, some other Ponies? reports about, well, if you if you go and read about some other reports about Bigfoots or you know ho- hairy hominid uh, sightings and their interactions with horses, you get the kind of same thing that the that the either the horses are kind of you know they're 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 creeped out by this thing because the horses are making ruckus but also that the, these hairy hominids have some sort of interest with these with these with the horses these four-legged creatures that maybe they've never seen or they don't have a chance to really interact with all the time they're just sliding it's, in hmm. Look at that yeah. here's my question who's cleaning up all this mud <laughs> who's cleaning up all the mud the carnies dude the carnies yeah, it's a shit job for carnies man so the the workers said that they went to go report this to Miller, uh, you know, the operator of the carnival, and he said by the time he got there, it was gone. Then around three o'clock that morning, just an hour later, the creature reappeared, uh, reported by another carnival worker, by a single carnival worker, and again he was hovering around these ponies for some reason. And then uh, Miller went to go check it out; creature was gone. And from what the police could find. No footprints, almost no evidence of this thing had ever been there. So what you're saying is Clayface is responsible for the death of the Flying Graysons. <laughs> Case closed. Yes. That's it. Done. Close the books. I like that connection. <laughs> there we go. The old, old muddy connection. It's, it's obviously fucking Clayface. It's obviously Clayface. How come they didn't call Clayface old muddy? <laughs> they should have. <laughs> yeah. Way better Bob Kane. Yeah, yeah, but it's a that's a cool, that's a definitely obscure cryptid. But I think it's one of the more interesting ones because there are actual police reports, official re- police reports of you know uh, of patrolmen having to actually write this down, and they would they did refer to it later, like 1976. There were a couple other sightings, like three years later, and they referred to it as people being like they they claimed that they witnessed the old muddy monster. Or whatever. It's like them writing actual police officers writing this stuff down. It's got to be really funny. <laughs> Listen, it's fucking Pigpen. He grew up. He got really fucking tall and has a serious issue with fornicators. Hey, yeah. <laughs> listen, hey, listen up. If you're listening to this, you come to an ATT meetup. We go out to a bar. You're going to meet old Muddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the days where we can do that again. That'd be fun. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's been a power hour and a half. So let's, uh, why don't we wrap this one up? Yeah, we'll, we'll save, uh, we got a lot of patrons. We're going to save you for next week. 150 case file, 150 back. And you know, every once in a while you got to do a little power hour where you have a few beers and yeah, it's got to let loose. Let loose a bit. I don't even remember what we were talking. We about. had, all what right, happens? guys, we had a good run. Let's, uh, as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the sky. Peace. Peace. Peace.